Welcome to the E-Commerce Fuel Podcast, the show dedicated to helping seven-figure plus owners build incredible businesses and amazing lives. I'm your host, Andrew Udarian, and today on the show, talking about phone calls, specifically how, how they are probably the most widely misused form of business communication known to man. I feel passionate about this. I feel like they're very powerful, but I feel like they're wildly overused. And I want to talk about how to use them well, how to tactfully extricate yourself from situations where they're they're put upon you and they're not a good fit. And when, when it's just how to approach phone calls as an entrepreneur in 2019. Warning, it's a little bit of a rant. So stay tuned for that. I'll, uh, we'll get more in just a minute. <laughs> but I want to want to thank our two sponsors before we jump in to this. Our two rant sponsors for the episode are Clavio, uh, who's helping over 15,000 merchants build incredible email series flows and marketing campaigns with their software. Incredible company. They, they have the most popular email marketing software in our community and for good reason. The ability to build out customized, automated flows uh, in a channel that you own. They've got this term owned marketing, which I think is really cool. In, in a marketing channel you own, uh, it's second to none. Incredible software that helps you make more money with your email. So you can learn more about them and get started and test drive them for free at e-commerce, excuse me, at clavio.com forward slash ECF. And secondly, a big thank you to the team over at Liquid Web. World-class hosts, I host all of my software and my websites uh, with them. Our, our private community is hosted there, blog is hosted there. And the only thing they do better than hosting is WooCommerce hosting. They've spent a crazy amount of time figuring out how to make it easier to host not just open source software, but WooCommerce, which can be a little problematic and tricky at times. They've engineered their environment from the ground up to scale well, to be fast, to be secure, to help with upgrades, even have a little sandbox that you can stress test it if you want to really geek out and make sure you're ready for prime time on, on prime day. It's great. Check them out. Ecommercefuel.com forward slash liquid web, excuse me, if you want to supercharge your WooCommerce store and make your life easier as an admin. So right off the bat, I want to apologize if I come across as hating humanity in this episode. It is not my intention. <laughs> I love people. I think the phone is great. I think there's a, absolutely lots of times and places for it. But I just, I just think there's a lot of times when, when phone calls are scheduled when they're absolutely not required and a lot of wasted time as a result. And so I want to talk about how to use them well. So when, when callers are great, you know, I, you guys probably know this, so I'll be very brief, but if you want to cover a lot of ground quickly and collaborate with someone on your team where you're both, you know, kind of in alignment on what needs to get done, but you just need to hammer out a lot of details or talk about something really complex, works great. Works great for organic discovery, for genuinely mutually beneficial introductions, when you're trying to build rapport with someone where it makes sense, where it's a really good fit when you're catching up with good friends or family. Uh, lots of times when calls are great, but... I think the times they're most often abused, and this happens a lot, is when there's people you haven't worked with or you don't have a rapport with, or it's not a good fit. Uh, either you're asking them or they're asking you, and you get the, why don't we hop on a quick call? Or when are you available for a call, especially if there's no, you know, when it's just assumed that a call is the best way to get something done. If you are someone who loves the phone, there are just as many people out there who hate the phone. <laughs> And when you ask them if you don't, and let you know, especially if it's someone who you don't have a loose tie with, you're often making them uncomfortable, or you could even hurt your potential relationship with them. And so, like, why? Like, why do people 
why should you be careful about using, you know, why should you use phone calls judiciously? Well, one is phone calls allow for unstructured thinking, I think. It lets, it lets us be lazy when we're trying to communicate something, when we're asking for help. Not always, but, it's, it, but it can. So a lot of times it lets you say, hi, I don't have to, uh, if you're reaching out to someone or someone's reaching out to you, you, you know, it makes it easy to just hop on the phone and try to work out through things stream of consciousness instead of coming to something with an agenda. They're really inefficient. You know, like when, when, when you schedule a phone call for 15 minutes, they're never 15 minutes because we are polite humans for the most case. How often do you get on a phone and say, hey, okay, great. What, what do you need? Awesome. Okay, done. Which is not a bad thing, right? Like it's good to build rapport with people, but A, there's a lot of buffer time for kind of formalities. And then also they almost always go over. They just, that's just kind of the sake of it. You need buffer before and after. Like if I know there's a phone call coming up, even if it is 15 minutes, let's say it stays at 15 minutes, I know it's coming up and I, you know, I try to be right on time at like three o'clock top of the hour, bam, I'm ready to go. And so I have to wrap things up, right? You know, for five to 10 minutes beforehand. And then there's a, it kills your flow. It also can kill your flexibility. You know, you think about how I know this has happened to you. It's happened to me where I have an afternoon and there's something I want to take off and go do or really dive deep into a project, but there's a 15 minute call right in the middle of the afternoon. Like not the beginning or the end, but right smack in the middle. And it makes it really hard to schedule anything that, you know, of duration in there. So the other thing is, is, you know, I would say for probably, if I had to guess, 10 to 15% of calls, people don't show up and they want to reschedule. And probably I'd say for, you know, maybe 25% of calls plus people are late, you know, and so you got five, 10 minutes of, of time where you're, you know, kind of uh, hanging out. So a lot of times you get these when you're introduced to someone that, uh, or you're being introduced to someone where there's not double opt-in, when people are cold pitching you, all you people pitching <laughs> e-commerce store owners asking if they can get on a phone call to talk about your product, stop doing that. I'll try to I'll try to rein in my anger here, but it is not working. It it's it's a whole I don't know how maybe it is. Maybe it's working for other people. I think it, it is highly ineffective for me and most people I know. Or if you reach out to someone and you you reach out and the line you use is, I'd like to hop on a call to see how we can collaborate. No, no, do not do that. Like that should be the you, if you want to email someone and, and run a few options by them, if you're reaching out to someone you don't know well and asking them that, what you're saying is, hey, I'd like to get to know you or get in touch with you and your business, but I haven't done the hard work of trying to figure out how I can help you or how we can help each other. So can we get on a phone call so I can ask you and you can figure that out? That is a horrible ask. So don't do that. If you, if you, you know, that's absolute no, no. And same thing too, like if you, if you want to reach out to someone, there's definitely a time and place where, you know, it is appropriate and you can do it well to reach out to people you don't have strong rapport with or relationships and ask to hop on a phone. Absolutely. But just realize, you know, you're asking a reasonable amount. It's kind of like asking somebody to go for coffee. You need to, you know, it's, it's a not an insignificant ask. So ground rules for asking for calls. How well do you know this person? The more you, you know, call mom anytime, don't schedule it. In fact, I wouldn't be surprised if we get to the point where people start scheduling calls with their mother. At that point, just let me know. I'm just going to quit business and go live in a cabin in the woods because that'll just be the end of humanity as we know it in terms of, you know, any kind of decency. But hopefully we're not at that point. So just, just realize that less well you know someone, the more, you know, sensitive you should be about hopping on a call or asking them to, to get on a call. Secondly, Think through, like, do you really need a phone call for this? Like, are you using a call to avoid the hard work of something? This happens a lot. Maybe you need a really quick answer 
to a question. Maybe that the answer that the other person needs to provide is only you know, a couple sentences or maybe a referral to one or two other people, but there's a lot of detail and background. And so make sure you're thinking through like, is, is the reason I'm hopping on this or trying to schedule this call is because I'm not willing to spend 10 minutes or 15 minutes writing out all the details so the other person can quickly read it at a time that's convenient to them. And I just want to be able to talk, which is easier, but realize that if you're doing the ask on that, you're making it harder for them when they're trying to ask you. And so think through like, you know, do I need a call for this or am I trying to avoid work or thinking through something deeply? You know, when you're asking for a call, try to prep for it. I've talked about this a little bit in the past, but but outline the key points you want to talk about. So instead of saying like, hey, I'd love to talk about if there's any ways we can collaborate. Send an email, be like, hey, I looked at your website. I see that you know you sell these products. You have a mountain bike store. I have a new mountain bike brand. Here are the links I'd love to talk about if A, you're interested in these lines, B, what pricing would make sense for you, and C, how I can make it worth your while on a discounted pricing for a year for you to be able to, to carry this line. If this sounds interesting, let me know and maybe we can connect somehow. Like that for someone else is such a better pitch than hey, I have a mountain bike brand. Can we talk about collaborating? Because they don't. It, may, it lets them, not only is it clear, but it lets them know, hey, this person thinks about these things and there's a clear path to how we're, we're going to get somewhere that is, is helpful for both of us. Fourth, give the person who you're reaching out to options for communicating. Again, not everyone, some people, some people love the phone and hate email. Some people hate the phone and love email. So you know, when you're reaching out, especially if you're asking for help, Say something along the lines of, hey, I'd, I'd love to talk about this in whatever way is easiest for you. That's phone or email, let me know. So be open to doing whatever, you know, be open to multiple communication methods, especially if you're the one reaching out. And be willing too, to bend to people's you know, schedule if you're, if you're asking for the call. Nothing is more obnoxious than if you reach out to somebody and you say, hey, I'd love to have a call, but I can only do Fridays between two and four. When can you, when can you meet or when can you hop on the phone? That's no, like if you're asking for the call, you need to be flexible for the person you're reaching out to. So being willing to bend to their schedules, the scheduling apps, you know, stuff like meet me, schedule once, these kind of things, those aren't, those are actually can be really helpful, but be careful. You know, the way I like to use those is, you know, Hey, here's, here's a, you know, a way where you can, we can book a call via my schedule. But if, you know, if you'd rather just shoot over some convenient times for you, let me know and I'll get it booked up. So let people use them if they want, but also offer that if they just want to shoot some times over, then you're happy to work outside of that. Because again, some people don't like those and I, and I understand that. So, and then finally, I think this, this is really important. Like be on time uh, for calls. Like it's, it's, it, it's a big deal when you show up seven or eight minutes late for a call because a lot of times people will be sitting there waiting and you know, you're, you're being late. So make sure you're on time for calls. So those are some of the rules for if you are going to ask for calls to think through, especially if you're reaching out and you're, you know, you don't have a super deep relationship with that person yet. So how do you deal on the flip side with rules for dealing with call requests? So I think the first one here is get comfortable at saying no or deflecting. And this is, re it's, it's really hard. I struggle with this. I think most people struggle with this, but I think having um, kind of a, a, a default, just, just getting comfortable with saying like, I either can choose to have way too many appointments that may or may not be the best use for both of our times, me and them, or I'm going to have some uncomfort and get comfortable with that. And so I've kind of defaulted for when it doesn't make sense, or I think we should just use something by email or solve something by email. You know, I'll say something like, hey, I, I, I'd love to help, but I don't take many calls outside of my team. If you send over some questions via email, I'd be happy to get back to you with some answers. And I genuinely usually I want to help people, but I, it's not always practical to hop on a phone call for 45 minutes to do it. And if anyone reaches out to you and they're 
They're interested, they want your help, but they aren't interested in your thoughts or answers via email and they get upset or they're just, they, you don't hear, never hear from them again. That's a great sign that they want you to do the hard work for something that they're interested in getting. And so a couple examples, one recently had someone reach out and ask for some advice on something wanting to schedule an hour long call. And I say, hey, I'm sorry, I don't think with all the stuff I've got going on, I'm, I'm able to carve out the time for this and prioritize this. But if you shoot over some questions via email, I'd be happy to get back to you. And she did. She was great. And I got back to her with some answers on community building and some other things. And she even followed up and got back to her again. And she was able to, to hopefully you know, ask the questions she wanted. I was able to get back to her. And instead of having an hour-long call, it was something we probably, you know, at least on my side, was able to help her out with in you know, about 10, 10 minutes or so when I was able to schedule it either beginning of the day and, and didn't have some of the downsides of a call. That worked great. There was someone else who reached out, wanted to hop on a call, and I did the exact same thing. And they got upset and huffy about it and never heard from them again. <laughs> and so, so get comfortable respectfully declining phone calls uh, and when you can or when it makes sense, being able to redirect those into ways you can help. And if people get upset about that, that's unfortunately on them. So secondly, try to have principles for, for when it makes sense. This is just a good thing to do in life. Like uh, I know Ray Dalio, he's got this whole book, Principles. I'm sure a lot of people have read it. That's pretty hardcore, right? I don't know if I'm quite as hardcore as he is. But for some things, especially when I find that I struggle a lot every time an issue comes up, Having a principle or a way you can write it out ahead of time when you don't have the struggle or the emotional back and forth at the moment where you can think clearly and then use it as a decision-making tool is really great. So I've got a Google Doc where I have this and and this isn't perfect and I'm not saying I do this 100% of the time, but this is this helps me a lot when, I, when I'm trying to think through, you know, does it make sense to, to, to spend a half an hour, an hour on a call? I, I, I take calls from, from people that are good friends, family, and team, uh, that are new ECF members and want to connect, that are active, like really active ECF members who ask for a call, whatever the reason, even if I normally wouldn't, don't think it would normally make sense. If they're really active and a great part of our community, I'm going to hop on the call with them. Semi-active members, when a phone call is like really the best way to accomplish something and it's, you know, there's a complex issue that really needs to be talked through. Official sponsors or vendors, I think that either are partners of ECF or would be a great partner where I see overlap for helping our community members or people I've committed to helping or people I really believe in what they're doing and I want want to help them or think that it, it's a really great cause. And that's, you know, that's it. And again, that's not, you know, not perfect list, but that's probably, that helps me really decide in 95% of the times if it makes sense to, to carve out time for, for that call. And so, so try to create some principles for you based on what you're trying to accomplish, who you're trying to help, and without any kind of in the moment uh, guilt that you can do that clearly. And then finally, get comfortable with your fear of missing out. Like I think a lot of people, a reason a lot of people get on calls is they're like, oh, this could be the conversation that like leads to this deal. And then like, maybe yes, chances are no. And if it is a really good fit, you should be able to establish that without, you know, early stages with maybe some back and forth, simpler emails to, to merit a longer phone call. But ultimately, you got to get comfortable with, with the fact that you're going to miss some stuff, little stuff, maybe a few big things, but you're going to be able to hopefully make much more efficient use of your time. All right, let's wrap up this phone call rant. In summary, I don't hate all humans. I don't hate communicating. I don't just interface purely with data cables to other computers, although some would maybe argue that's the case. <laughs> I just, and, and the phone can be super, the phone can be incredibly useful. I hop on the phone with team members and with, with people every week. It's, it's, it's part of business, right? But like calls are very powerful, but they're also very expensive from a time and scheduling standpoint. So I just think it's, it's important to use them well. 
If you're listening to this and you own your own e-commerce business, and chances are probably pretty good that you do if you've gotten this far through the episode, you need to check out our private community for store owners. It's a, a vetted group of over a thousand store owners and experienced professionals. And the reason it's different is, is just like I mentioned, it's vetted. We go through and we require all new members have a seven-figure business. They actually have experience in the space. And we go through and we review all applications to make sure everyone's legit when they come in. And then once everyone gets inside, it's not a free-for-all. We, we moderate in ways where if people are being jerks or you know behaving inappropriately, we toss them out. If people come in and do nothing but ask questions, we toss them out. We really value experience. We value reciprocity. And it's a place where you're going to be able to connect with other store owners, learn what's working, but also make good friends. Like some of my best friends I have met through this community. And I know that others can say that as well. So if you're interested in learning more and applying for membership, you can do that at ecommercefuel.com forward slash form. That's F-O-R-U-M. And of course, I want to give a huge thank you to the two sponsors who make this show possible. First, to Liquid Web, who offers the absolute best place to host your WooCommerce store online, a scalable, rock-solid platform. If you want to learn more about them and how they can supercharge your WooCommerce store, you can do that at ecommercefuel.com forward slash Liquid Web. And also to the team over at Clavio, who makes email automation incredibly easy and powerful. You can get started for free and test drive their platform at ecommercefuel.com forward slash Clavio. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O. Thanks so much for listening. Really appreciate your time and you following the podcast and looking forward to catching you again next Friday. the ASY Radio Network Live from New York.